What's up, everybody? Welcome into a weekend bonus edition of a. And listen, we got a crossover going on here too. You get your crossover every week. Some days a little bit unpredictable, Brad, in terms of when we deliver the crossover episode. But we're going to get to this one on your Saturday. This is Jake Burns with the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm joined by Brad Ward of All Eyes on Cleveland, both of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are uh, kind of coming together to talk about something quick. This is not going to be a 45-minute episode. Sometimes Brad and I meander into that lengthy podcast episode stuff. But uh, a couple guys that like to talk, imagine that. Host Guilty. Podcast. Guilty. Guilty. Um, but I, I think this is an interesting topic, and I, I'm not sure if I saw this on. I think I might have seen it on Cleveland.com. And listen, I'm I'm guilty here of not listening to many Cleveland podcasts. Uh, I just I just don't have time to listen to it when you're doing your own pod every day. So like, uh, I saw the topic, and I was kind of fascinated to think about this. But the topic was tied to Deshaun Watson's suspension, and if it is a long suspension, which man, if you want to pay attention to any part of like. Whatever you want to believe about what the suspension is going to be, you can find someone who is leaking news to support your suspension length. That's kind of what's going on. It's pretty funny to me right now. But, like, um, you know, Florio has gone from indefinite suspension for sure to now saying that essentially it is a uh, – I think he tweeted tonight that, that, that nothing could – I wouldn't be surprised by a zero-game suspension. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a moving target, man. It's all over the board. We know for sure – I think, Brad, we know for sure that at this point we're going to see a decision the week of July 11th. So Sue Robinson uh, kind of let everybody go from the from the hearing for three days, and then the final hearings or final write-ups or final reports of what they want her to see, almost like the final closing conclusion statements or whatever. Yeah, her post, uh, post-hearing briefs are due yeah. July 11th, which I was like, holy crap, come on, man. Yeah, doing their homework, right? They got to get their homework done. What um, are we wait until the eleventh for? I mean, write something <laughs> up and get it in there. Come on. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I think it's a bit a bit weird to to wait this long. I don't I don't kind of unexpected too from from uh, NFL that likes to kind of dump news over this sort of weekend where they can yeah. hide it. But nonetheless, it is all over the board for what this thing could end up being. So, if it is a long suspension, it's kind of like looking at who does that impact the most, right? Like who has, we've talked about this. You've joined me for a couple episodes of previewing offensive players, right? The, the, yes. One of the few that I didn't really preview was uh, with anybody was uh, that was important was the offensive line. So, and the offensive line I did it myself. And I don't think that the offensive line is going to greatly be impacted by the quarterback at play. We know that we've seen them be good with the worst version of Baker Mayfield, right? So like we know, a lot about what the offensive line is, but then you start talking about as we did these predictions, and I think you and I did together the the uh, Mike Clay from ESPN uh, we did. all the way through. So, um, what I would say here is is looking at who is impacted the most of these skill guys, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that, or it could be beyond skill guys. Could could even be, and, and I'm going to do a little bit of this myself as some front office people here. Um, but but yeah, I'm curious who your sort of like three most impacted um, people, coaches, players, front office people are from this decision that the NFL is about to bring down. If it's a long suspension, who 
who is either good or bad. It could be good or bad. I should preface that too, Brad. This could be an opportunity yeah. for somebody. So yeah, hit me with some people that you have and I'll kind of give you some of mine too. Yeah, just a real quick thought on this topic. So I kind of, when, when you gave me the topic to kind of look at, I kind of broke it down like this in my head as I was thinking about it, right? Like there will be people affected on the field via opportunity, uh, less opportunity, better opportunity, worse opportunity, and then also on the field how they'll be evaluated. Like, you know, guys are evaluated differently on a winning team versus a losing team uh, as well. So that's category one for me kind of, right? And then there's people that will be affected off the field. And when I talk about off the field, I mean more like time. There are there are time becomes a factor for certain people on the roster, contract length, uh, why you're here, when how long you're here, uh, when you know that affects this as well. And then there's both, right? There's that that will affect your your uh, play on the field by Watson not being there all season or most of the season, and it affects you in a time way. Uh, and those are the people I think that'll be affected the most. I would agree with that. So if you're looking at like individual players here, guys that stand out to me who are in an important situation, right? I think for me, Anthony Schwartz rings a bell. Like he just is a guy who I think Watson would do wonders for using that portion of the field, right? And giving him better opportunity. He's not going to get a ton of opportunity regardless, right? Like that's, to me, that's that's fairly obvious. Like he's not just going to get a ton of volume. So, in the scenario where he's not getting a ton of volume, the 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 quality of those opportunities to me, um, and a guy who's in his second year with something to prove, starts to become a little bit interesting. At least in my opinion. So he's one that stands out to me. Partly because if you look at the other wide receivers, it feels like we either a know who they are or b they're going to be here regardless like Amari's going to be here for a couple years regardless dpj feels like he'll get more opportunity so in the realm of getting more opportunity he's going to still produce something that means he has a real chance to get a smaller second contract here so i just think schwartz is a guy that in terms of using that portion of the field that we think he's going to use it makes sense to me brad that he would be a guy that would be you know uh, just just a, a guy that would struggle from not having him for a long this whole year pretty much if we're talking about that scenario 100 percent agree i have him written down and i actually have dpj written under him i had schwartz first and dpj under him and here's why i'll, I'll explain i kind of put those two together like they need watson i feel like this year because it, i feel like okay once again we're talking about on the field and time become a factor for both of them. Like they both need to kind of prove something now. Schwartz more than DPJ, right? But they need to prove something now so they would benefit hugely from having Watson on the field. Him off the field could hurt them badly uh, if Brissett's your quarterback for 17 games. That's going to totally change their numbers, their season production. And if you look at the other guys, like for me, David Bell, doesn't matter what he does, he's going to be a part of this thing uh, in 23, right? Uh, same thing with Amari Cooper. Like, no matter what he does with Brissett, you can chalk it up to, hey, it was Brissett 
he'll be here next year. Those two guys are safe, but I feel like these two have something to prove, and time is becoming a factor for them. So um, that's why I like those two. So I'll, I'll kind of piggyback on your Schwartz and add DP, DPJ a little bit. Because, I mean, we know pass catchers are going to be the biggest impacted guys, skill players, generally speaking. We're talking about a quarterback missing for 17 games. Yeah, too, it's like, I just think when you talk about what portion of the field Brissett isn't very good in and where we pinpoint Schwartz and yeah. where we think Watson has found success with that Will Fuller type of guy anyway, to me, it just it equals that as far as wide receivers go. My second is is David Njoku. Like I, I really I really think that that another year of him having lackluster production is just going to continue to sound alarm bells across the league. It won't matter. David's contract is his contract. He's here. But as far as finally putting up a seven, eight, nine hundred yard season and showing people that the, the, who the Browns think he is, is a real thing. You start to really see that in jeopardy with a quarterback. That's not Watson's caliber. So that is an easy one to me to pinpoint in terms of a guy who I, I just think will struggle. And I, I want to clarify, we're not really looking at, people who will just be guaranteed gone or anything crazy like that. We're just, we're just kind of talking about who will struggle without him in terms of like, and we could, we can talk ramifications too, but sure. you know, it, it's pretty clear to me that Njoku just won't have that dynamic tight end year. A lot of us have, have thought he could, he could have if, if you were getting with, a, Watson. A, you know, a, a 16, 17 game Watson season or even eight, you know, you could start to justify it at eight. So, um, you know, that that's just that's just a guy I think is 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 pretty inclined to struggle just because I, just because yeah. of the scenario there. I have him written down as well. I also this is going to be kind of weird. We didn't plan it this way, but I also threw Harrison Bryant in there, too. And here let me piggyback off that. Ask you a question here. If Watson is out for the season, let's say, do we see this offense revert back to maybe what we've seen with Mayfield in the past more? Or are they past that, in your opinion, Jake? Like, they won't go back. I mean, because then all of a sudden maybe Harrison Bryant becomes a bigger factor because now they're running more heavier sets because we're in the run game more because it's Brissett, and that's the kind of style of offense they're just going to run. Do we see that happen if there's no Watson all year? Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think we wouldn't, in my right. opinion. I, not, not that I think we're we should be planning on seeing, and I'm going to talk about Kevin here in a moment. We should be planning on seeing a lot of different wrinkles to what Kevin's offense is with sure with Watson because of just the nature of what he's been as a quarterback and and what he's comfortable with is different than what other people are comfortable with. So, um, if it is Brissett, I think it's going to be locked into being pretty similar to what you've seen from Baker. Uh, and, and that's, they can still win ball games with that offense. They can still do a lot of nice things with that offense, but it's just going to be similar. I think if the fun thing is to look at it and be like, okay, I see all these new wrinkles they're putting in with Watson. Here's example, a, B and C about what they're doing different and why they're, uh, you know, altering a, a lot about what they are. But if they're with Brissett, they're going to try to m- minimize the impact the quarterback can have. Right. So in that you're going to see a lot of, heavy protection you're going to see a lot of uh simplified route concepts you're going to see a lot of uh you know just just stuff that we've seen traditionally from Stefanski yeah. where he's helped Baker with half field reads and things like that so um that's that's a great point from you and I think that's going to be a fairly obvious outcome in this whole thing is 
is that is that idea that the offense will look really similar to what it has been in this first two years because the quarterback will be pretty similar. So yeah. So so I think Harrison Bryant and Njoku, you know, piggyback off of Njoku, I think Harrison Bryant takes on a huge role. Then you know, if there is no you know, with Watson here, I think we're going to see a lot more 11 personnel. With Watson not here, I think we might revert back to those heavier sets, and Brian becomes a bigger part of this offense, I think. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. I, I think there's no doubt about that, e- either on the field as a as a fullback or um, on the field as that. I mean, I think they're going to live in, in that personnel anyway in terms of, like, I think they're going to live in 12 personnel, which means he'll be on the field quite a bit anyway. Uh, okay. That's going to be to me. My hunch is that was going to be the biggest change was they'll go from uh, more thirteen personnel and, and give a lot of those thirteen personnel snaps to now twelve personnel. But uh, it, 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 there was a chance to to me that they could go a lot more eleven uh, because of Watson and what Watson can do and make the most out of a lot of situations. So yeah, I, I mean, again, Bryant should get opportunity. No reason he he wouldn't. Uh, get get opportunity but obviously the the quality of those opportunities is always going to be better right so I and, and, and to me it's like I'm not really worried about him this is just me and I know I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just no. saying I'm not I'm not altogether too worried about his production uh, one way or the other as fireworks golf this, that's the worst thing about the weekend of fourth of July Brad <laughs> being on a Monday is that all weekend now, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, people are going to shoot off fireworks. And it's like, yeah. man, people have kids, and you're shooting off fireworks at 10 o'clock Dogs. at night. It's yeah. like the most yeah. annoying thing to me, but that makes me sound like an old man yelling at the cloud stuff. But, hey, hey man. I feel you, brother. I, feel you. <laughs> I, I think we nailed this topic in terms of Njoku and Bryant. They, they'll, they'll, I think they'll see the field plenty still, but – the the quality of the targets for tight ends is just not going to be like there's not going to be those RPO cheapies or those play action cheapies where you know if you go back and watch a lot of that Brandon Fell stuff when he was getting these these nice opportunities from Watson it was t- it was largely tied to some play action stuff where there was extra man in the box and teams had to account for that and then they they'd run him across in split zone action and when they snuck him out in split zone action it was giving opportunity uh, for a tight end to sneak across and then get out in the flat. It just, they're just not going to have that. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's just kind of my hunch is that it is going to be pretty similar to last year, which in my opinion, not a bad thing. I mean, if they can just complete some of the simple stuff that they weren't completing last year, they'll have every chance to be just fine and, and get plenty of, uh, plenty of yards. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I'm gonna throw a wild card at you here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go defensive side of the ball, and obviously this, this won't. This isn't. This is more of kind of what I was talking about with my three categories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is more of how it affects him, not so much, uh, you know, uh, off the field and mentally and things like that, more than it does, um, obviously statistically, as the first few examples we have or game plan wise, but. Jadavian Clowney came back to play with Deshaun Watson. Um, he's on a one-year deal. Uh, he wants to win. So what does that do? I mean, it's a wasted year. Now, you, you know, you can throw... There's. I'm going to have some honorable mentions at the end. I'll run, mention real quickly that some of them are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. But this is kind of the big one for me. It's a, it's a big deal for him, right? Um, he wouldn't have came back if Baker was going to be quarterback. 
you know, he wasn't down with that. So you're in this situation where he's like, yeah, he wants to play with his old teammate, he wants to win, and now you're in this situation. If he's out for the whole season, it, that, that impacts him big, I think. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think, I think so too. It has a mental impact about... You know, like you're saying, how how locked in will he be? How locked in will the whole team be? I think that's worth discussing. After the after the weird year that last year was, and and everything that came with that year, uh, I, I think that they that all of these guys were so looking forward to the opportunity to uh, to to play with Watson, a better quarterback, right? To play yeah. with a better quarterback, to have better a better offense, a more efficient offense, and it's like, man, and th- and everybody loves Jacoby. That's there's no doubt. I mean, he has got the respect of people across the NFL. But like, I just wonder how locked in everybody. How big will the belief be at that point? You know, because yeah, hey, we got this guy. He's he's a quarter as a quarterback. He's a dog, man. Like we know we got him, but he can't play. You know, and how 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 much effort do you throw into things at that point? You know, it starts to, and I think we saw this last year, Brad. We saw it when the offense continued to struggle and Mayfield got worse and worse. The defense just is like eventually, I can't I can't do anything else. I, I'm just exactly. tired of this. Like, yeah. you know, so um, th- I think that will play uh, a part in this whole thing, and that's a and, good call out right there. And, and the other thing, the other thing is just time, right? Like, it's another season. He's getting older, you know. It's time is a huge factor here. It's a, it's it makes it feel like a wasted year. Like one of the biggest things, and and I've and I've been a you know probably kind of repeated what you said so elegantly. The one on one of our shows is you know regardless of what happens here, and you know people ask this question all the time. But you know, do the Browns regret this? No, they don't regret it because he's going to be the quarterback for the next ten years. You know, it's yeah. big picture, right? Stop thinking such short, you know, short term. It's big picture. But 
for a guy like Jadavian Clowney, it's not so big picture. It's right now, right? You can't really yeah. afford to throw away a year. And some of these guys are in a, a similar position, right? Yes. Like, they, they, even though they're young, I mean, it's just a, it's tough to it's tough, no matter what, to waste a year. You know, greedy, Grant Delbit. The uh, these guys need to be kind. Them being on a winning team helps their chances of an extension. Helps their chances of uh, their next job. So yeah. if you're on not as good of a team, right? Yeah. Um, I think that those are kind of some of my honorable mention defensive guys right there. Delpit, time is a factor, right? Greedy Williams, de- time is definitely a factor. So like those guys, yeah. I think are impacted by this as well. Yeah, definitely impacted by it because uh, you're you're right about the winning winning results uh, equal more eyes and opportunity to make plays in prime time. All that stuff, man. I I would I would say that the last I think we've hit on everybody. I think it's really going to impact. I don't think it's going to impact the running game one way or the other. So I'm not going to really say a running back is going to be all too change. They might they might you know, I don't know they might prefer to get a worse quarterback. They're going to run it a ton, <laughs> but but um. I don't think that's true, but in, in, in the terms of, I bet some fantasy owners feel that way, but yeah, in, in terms of just who this could impact the most and in a negative light, it's Kevin Stefanski. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Kevin is, uh, he, he, I say this all the time, I, having been around covering the Browns for a while now, like, uh, I think the, the least understood thing in sports is, is play calling and especially on offense what it takes, what it entails, who's to blame, and people incorrectly blame Stefanski for so many things that it's kind of hilarious. And if they are not good this year, if they struggle, and I'm talking, it was, it could not have been any more obvious to a person than, than last year. Like Mayfield couldn't do certain things. They, they were trying to shield him from doing things he obviously couldn't do. Then he would miss the things he's supposed to do, right? Like he was supposed to be able to hit a wide open corner route when the the play action scheme opens it up for you. That's that's a no-brainer. He should be able to do that. So it's like that people start to blame Stefanski for all of the wrong things and then all of a sudden he's the one that that that, that, that people are trying to justify as the issue. And it just got hilarious to me how the narrative for some, not everybody, I think I'm just going to say it. Like if you think Kevin Stefanski was the problem, we just don't watch the same sport. Like we just don't, we just don't watch the same sport. Totally so agree. yeah. like if you believe that, and I'm, I'm sure the offense without, without, uh, without Deshaun is going to struggle. They're just not going to be very good for obvious reasons here. So it's like, Hey, are you going to be willing to be patient and understand the, the the hand that these guys were dealt here? Not that they didn't make a little bit of the decision to 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 go get Deshaun and know that there's some caveats with it. And Kevin said, as far as being out in front of the public, he's like, I'm all on board and I'm totally get it. But like at this point, he's kind of just dealing with whatever the hand is that they're dealt. So if you think the Browns offense is going to be some light show um, when when Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback and it's not, and then you want to blame Stefanski, I think that it's going to be – that could be a really unfortunate byproduct where it just turns into like this narrative shift of, of Kevin's not the guy. And I could not believe – in any head coach more that the Browns have had. I could, I can't, I, right. Since they've come back, 
I, I really believe this guy is great if they get the right setup for him. So uh, I, I, I just think that Stefanski is the one I, I genuinely worry about the most. I really, I really do. Me too, Jake. And I, I, I defend, am defending him all the time. And I agree. There is a narrative out there and there's a group of fans out there that really think that he failed the team last year. And, and I, I'm on, I totally agree with your comments there. Don't you think, though, front office wise, he gets a pass no, no matter what this year? Like I hope. AB? I hope. I hope. I hope. But you never know. There's like these things take off, and we know how Jimmy Haslam can be. We just know. And if the if the if the media takes it, and I'm a part of the media, if enough of the media that has a voice that matters takes it, runs with it, Kevin's a problem. It grows publicly amongst the fan base. I just I'm not I I am in the belief that they're too smart to let that sort of nonsense happen, but it could have an impact on who people think he is. I mean, like there's there are people who rank him behind some coaches that are hilarious. I'm not going to go into it, but like. Again, he took he was he was a part of turning this around and took them to the playoffs in 20. And and like, what do you think was the problem last year? What what do you think? So yeah. anyway, yeah, that, I think Stefanski's the one I've keyed in on the most. But I think that I'm slanted toward trying to get people to understand this more than anything else, and that part of it can get a little frustrating to me at times. Totally, yeah. And I, I as far as Stefanski goes, I am of the belief that full hearted that he should get a pass this year. You know, if there's no Watson for a year, he gets a pass in my book and comes back next year. Now. Now, I know not everybody's going to feel that way, but that's the way I think it should go down. And I think that I would like to think that the front office will, you know, maintain the course, uh, you know, stay the course well enough and remain smart about that to weather the storm, right, uh, with Mm -hmm. him. So I would hope. And, I mean, Andrew Barry could get some really unnecessary uh, pressure too, in my opinion. Sure. And and, and I'm not – I'm less of the belief that that uh, that, that Kevin or sorry that Andrew will because I, I think people have, uh, across the league have mostly praised him and really Kevin has had a lot of that too. But um, I, I think that there's an outcome where and I do this spot every year. I haven't done it yet. Of what's the you know we got all the positive things that could happen. What are the negative yeah. things that could happen? Right. And 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 I think if this season goes six and eleven or whatever that number is because hey we they didn't have their quarterback for either 16 17 games or maybe they only get him for uh six games right if they suspend him for 12 uh, well it could go really south and then at that point people start wanting to question everything and those questions that get asked it's like hmm are those questions that um somebody who makes decisions in the franchise is going to eventually just like oh he, he actually listened to him i can't believe it so you're always Pins and needles with Jimmy Haslam, man. It's just for sure. For sure. Yeah, totally understand that. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to Kevin Stefanski, I think he, you said everything there is about him. He's smart. He's prepared. He's cool headed. He will be, he made, it wasn't on him last year. Um, and, uh, in my opinion, and I totally agree with your take on that. Uh, I just, uh, I hope they can see through the fog here and, uh, I, the the only way is through, brother. I keep saying it. The only way is through. Go through same staff, same everything, and, and run it back with Watson next year. Um, you know, get the best result you can this year. That mean by no means means I'm giving up on this season, because certainly 
there is a way to do it, right? With, uh, you know, a way to make positive things happen with Brissett. Um, it's just going to look a lot different um, than it would with Watson. Definitely agree. It's it's uh, it's a crossing point here where, um, you know, it's it goes without saying. I think we've covered it well. They'll 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 be they have a chance to be unique offensively, and I mean, I mean really unique offensively if they end up with Watson getting a, a large portion of the game this year. Now that might get delayed into another year, but but if they get him and uh, and we're talking about the here and now there's a real chance to be a very unique offense now it i don't think it will be all too crazy uh with jacoby and and josh dobbs that's just my thought process on it but that all too crazy could still be good enough so not trying to incite panic here but um (laughs) i think i think you got to look at who it impacts and i think we've done a nice job here looking at who this season-long suspension will impact the most Agreed. Uh, I couldn't uh, put it any better myself, Jake. It's always a pleasure, sir. Yeah, likewise, Brad. Let's put a bow on this thing. Guys, um, continue to check out pods. I'm going to have a, a, a guest on tomorrow. Uh, hopefully can get some of his time on my side to to break down from a legal standpoint a lot of what the, the hearings are presenting and all of the, the minute details uh, for you guys because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown going on with what's uh, happening in this, these hearings. And Brad has done great coverage in the last week on his end of trying to bring agent perspective and different things like that on all eyes on Cleveland. So make sure you subscribe to both podcasts. If you are not already, you should, because we spend enough time together that, uh, um, you know, you should know both of our pods by now and, and you're going to get quality shows. And that's why we do these crossovers. So check, uh, check out Brad's channel, check out, um, continue to check out mine. Appreciate you guys stopping in on a Saturday. And if you don't listen to another pod by Monday, have a great 4th of July, a great time with your family. Stay safe and be well. And, you know, as usual, go Browns.